Hey everyone, it's Bobby. Just want to give you a heads up before we dive into our emergency podcast to uh, celebrate Brent Venable's arrival in Norman. Just want to give you a heads up as to what's going on here. It's a little bit longer than usual, and uh, the format's a little different because we did this on YouTube. So there are times where we refer to comments, there are times where we do little visual things that you might not have get gotten. So you know, just check that out on YouTube if you want the full experience. But if not, you might miss a couple things. Anyways, we will have a more polished, measured version of this whenever more details come out, where we talk more about Venables. So keep on for that if you want the more refined product. Anyways, let's begin the Schooner Pod. Hello and welcome to the Schooner Pod. I'm your host, Bobby Howard. With me is Tylee. And, folks, the long wait is over. You can finally stop refreshing Twitter every day. Your bosses are very thankful for this news as we enter a new work week. Because Brent Venerables is reportedly going to be hired as the new OU head coach. Uh, This comes after Joe Castiglione. Uh, and him had a meeting. They're currently en route to uh, Max Westenheimer Airport in Norman. Uh, the band is there. The Sooner Schooners there. It, it is a party up there. And uh, while they're in air, we figured we'd uh, sit here and give you our first reactions to the hire. Just a little quick show. Um, and, and Ty, you know, I, I gotta ask, you know, after all of this, you know, long crazy week you know you had Dabo rumors you had drake rumors you had, you had all sorts of stuff yeah. uh it turned out being the guy that we all kind of thought it would be uh are, are you pumped about venerables venables i am i am uh and i i do have to say he would be my i don't want to say first choice because i think we all know how who my first choice uh, my first choice would be Saban. obviously how could you not well of course yeah uh, but <laughs> Venables, I think, is my first, you know, reasonable choice. More so than Dabo, even. Because Dabo, you know, you feel like you get a guy who's there for a couple of years, and then who knows. But Venables, a guy that loves the program, uh, defensive-minded, which is huge. I, there's a lot of fair arguments, you know, that the our system going into the SEC maybe wouldn't have been great. Um, but I, it's just a guy that loves the program. And he's a proven track record as a uh, as an assistant, you know, in a couple of places. So I multiple national champ three what is it three or four national championship rings he has, he has. yeah three with a uh ou in 2000 and then the two and um yeah clemson so, yeah i don't i don't think anyone should be upset or anything but overjoyed to have someone that loves the program and uh is we know is going to be a good good fit I mean, absolutely. And, you know, I, I I think a lot of people were kind of concerned that he wasn't the sexiest hire in the world, that he wasn't, you know, you know, th- this this big flashy type of type of hire. But I, I, I tend to disagree because I, I think, you know, he, he's a guy that a lot of people have been vying after to, um, you know, finally make that jump to head coach. Um, and, and really, you know, OU has had success taking coordinators in the past uh, and Damn! If there was not a better defensive coordinator out there, I I, can, I cannot find one uh, because what he has done at Clemson has been nothing short of remarkable. Um, his time in Oklahoma was also very successful. Uh, didn't end incredibly well. The defense kind of slipped a little bit, 
But um, I, I got to say, I, I'm thrilled for yeah. a lot of the reasons that you said, because he is an OU guy. Um, Bob Stoops, uh, in his press conference uh, last week, said that he's a program that Bob himself was a program gr- guy and he would do anything it takes, uh, whatever the program needs. And Venerables is that gu- type of guy, a-, a guy who truly values OU as a program, values OU as a brand, and values the football team. Um, and that type of energy is is, is just huge, um, especially when we've seen what happens when a guy who doesn't care about that uh, could do to you. Yeah, and it, just to clarify, we are recording this, I think, about 45 minutes before uh, their their actual touchdown. Um, I'm sure by the time you guys are listening to this, you, you've seen it. Uh, there are hundreds of people uh, out at the airport uh, awaiting his arrival uh, as soon as as soon as sort of the news did, uh, you know, the band and, and the Roughnecks and uh, the schooner were out there. It was, you know, he can't, that's not a rehearsal uh, to get those people out there on a, a Sunday night. So very exciting. Yeah. And I just wanted to real quick as, as we progress through touch on, like you said, Venables left OU um, defensively, we weren't amazing, but we weren't necessarily that bad. And, and you have to turn the clock back, you know, to that, to that time frame. And sort of that uh, that big shift in the offenses, especially in the Big 12 that we saw when a lot of really big things started to to click, you know, and we had a really um, it was around. Uh, did he leave the year after RG3? He uh, left in uh, all that. Or was yes. That, was that yeah. Uh, 2012. Yeah, so, the, so yeah. So and that that should sort of put things in, in perspective for for people. You know, we don't want to go off on the tangent of, of the, the coaches there, but just. You know, Baylor blew up. A lot of other people blew up. Just Oklahoma State was great yeah. in 2011 as well. Yeah, offensively, a lot of things were were changing. You know, and and that's how the the novelty of things. You know, you don't know how to defend it. And he obviously doesn't struggle defensively. You know, he left OU in uh, in 2011 and then went on to win two national championships with a tremendous Clemson defense. Um, you know, pretty much the entire time he's been there. You know, they had a they had a down year this year, uh, but. They under him, they were under him defensively. You know, they were neck and neck with with Bama and beating Bama at the highest levels. So yeah, the the issue with Clemson this year was not their defense. Uh, uh, suffice to say, uh, they they were playing a lot of really tight, really uh, defensive games. I'm I'm taking a little gamble. Well, every, everyone has down years, you know. Unless oh, yeah. you're Bama, then your down year is you lose to A and M, and then you just end up number one conference champions again and are going <laughs> to win the the Natty again this year. But... Al- Alabama's down year is they literally just they barely care during that season and then wake up for the SEC championship and just nuke Georgia, who mentally just does not have it. Um, which you know, there you go. Uh, that's just a, that's, not to get off story track, of that program. Like, yeah, Saban, yeah. Saban implants a microchip or something in his former assistants. Like God, he, clearly, he trains them wrong as a joke just so that they can beat everyone, but not. Him. <laughs> Yeah, but but I mean, yeah. Looking defensively, you know, they um, I, I let's see, they, the the most points they gave up all season, twenty seven to uh, Wake Forest, who as we but that's know, that's not a bad team. That's not bad, and expect not a bad offense, especially you know that's that's a team that could really gun it. Um, well, yeah, they well twenty seven tied with uh, NC State as well, who is a another pretty solid team, offensively, especially, offensively yeah. as well. Yeah, so. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I think he's, he's perfectly set for it. Um, and what I love is this, this, this just massive groundswell of support, uh, that we've seen from former players. 
And that right there for me is something that that's really exciting. Um, both from, uh, well, you have current Clemson players upset that he's leaving. And then, you know, the former guys, uh, just, just over the moon excited. Um, you know, you, you see, uh, Nick Harris out there, uh, pumped up, uh, Dusty Dvorak, you know, those guys have his back. And that, that, that is really exciting to see that you kind of have that culture back. Uh, we've talked a lot about how OU has this kind of family sort of situation where, you know, the old guys come back, uh, everyone's still around, you know, you, you have the Malcolm Kelly rap going, which, Hey, he might actually be a staffer that, uh, in a couple weeks. Um, but, you know, with a guy like Venables, that that really becomes a thing because he is truly one of our own. Yeah, no, for sure. And, and that's um, that's so important. I think that that's the biggest thing. I, I think, you know, I, maybe I'm sort of blinded by OU fan bias, but I couldn't name you someone else that, that we would, you know, the Saban jokes aside, I, I could not name you someone else that, that I would want to come in because everyone else, you know, presumably, because you can make arguments for, for anyone, make an argument for Ryan Day, make an argument for Urban Meyer, make an argument for Bill Belichick, you know, throw the wildest names out there. You're not getting guys that are going to be here for a career. You know, it's like, like we, I don't know if I said it on the air, if that was in our text, but Oklahoma is not somewhere that you want a head coach to come in to get a resume bill. You know, Oklahoma is a place that head coaches are supposed to go to and then retire from. You know, and and not a whole, you know, not I'm I'm not even going to name other coaches because I want to be respectful, but not a guy that's going to go to OU and have some good, you know, coaching and and whatever else, and and have some good seasons here and there. Like o, OU is a place where good coaches go, get essentially tenured as far as coaches go because of the stability in our athletic department uh, leadership and the stability and and the way that we're organized where we have. Um, you know, not a crazy situation like Miami where you got too many chiefs or, or Texas or Texas A&M even where you have too many people with too much money that have too much say. OU is, is fortunate enough to have just enough money where we can win when we put the right system together, but not enough that we have too many people that we can't say no to. Because not to blame, you know, Miami, Texas and Texas A&M specifically, but they got a lot of people that have enough money that you can't say no to them. And, and OU, you know, is fortunate in, in a way not to be in that situation. Uh, so this is really exciting. Yeah, no, it, it's definitely a too many cooks situation in a, a lot of places. Like we're seeing in Miami right now where 50 people want to hire a new guy while they have uh, Manny Diaz, which is just he's crazy. He's a good coach. <laughs> he's, a, he's a pretty solid coach. And it's only been there like two years. Um, but thankfully, you know, this this kind of, you know, to the side. Think, oh, Joe my Cassidy goodness. Leone, Wait. What? Oh, this is a whole nother story. We have oh, so many okay. good storylines. So many good stories. Uh, abandoned I, I, teams abandoned by their coach bowl game for OU. It is, yeah. In no. Oregon? Oh, yeah, no. Uh, they did like a fake press conference and someone asked Mario Cristobal. Or, um, no, Bob Stoops said, uh, good luck on the recruiting trail to Mario Cristobal, who is literally just trying to leave. Uh, Cristobal didn't answer it because he had his microphone muted and didn't know. I, I mean, who could judge? But <laughs> whom's among us? Uh, but no, I... I um, to your point about OU being a stepping stone job, I I agree. I, it's not at all. Um, this is the fir- uh, when Lincoln left. That was the first time in a, a sitting head coach had left voluntarily, uh, not due to like you know being retired or something uh, since 1976, and it was the first time he, uh, a head coach left to 
take another head coach position in college football uh, since 1946. So the, it, it, it's crazy ground. And, and as a university, you don't want to become a stepping stone program because that's how people will view you as. Um, I, I will say, talking about you know these other programs, this this was a situation where you really see the value of Joe Castiglione. Uh, because we do have a lot of, you know, founding support, but they, it, it's, it's like all these, all the donors understand that they work for the program in a way they, 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 they don't want to, th- sure. They'll throw their opinion in there, but they know at the end of the day, they're just here to help Joe Castiglione work and let Joe Castiglione cook. And the value of having a donorship that will just put all of their eggs in one guy and let him work is so important. Uh, and it, it also takes a lot of strength from a guy like Joe Castiglione to do that. So, you know, major props on Joe. He, he, he did a fantastic job, uh, during the search. Yeah. Yeah. And actually a quick point, even farther back, uh, Chuck Fairbanks left OU for the new England Patriots in 73, you know? So yeah, 73, three years, uh, three years you know, insignificant, but, uh, but also kind of significant, you know? Uh, but yeah, this is, this is shows the value uh, of the family that we have, there's no other word to use for it than than family, you know. And we've we've been through. I, I feel like most of our listeners are are OU connected enough and, and OU recent enough to know. You know, it's it's sort of the same situation. And and not to get into a whole other storyline, but with with presidents at OU in a way. You know, we had a president that was here for a long time, and, and there's a lot of criticisms of him. There's a lot of opinions about him, but he was a guy that that bled crimson and cream and loved OU. Um, and then we had, you know, some other people come in that, that maybe, you know, had had uh, higher opinions or, or something else, no matter what your opinions of them may have been. I personally was pro some of them. But now we have Joe Haraz in the system here, a great president at OU and a guy that leads Crimson and Green. Uh, and, and I think that's sort of the situation we have with, with Venables, too. It's, it's that family. We want people that are connected to OU. We want people that are not, you know, dreaming of another place when they're in uh norman you know which you can have your arguments about about norman but it's not a bad place to be especially if you're making you know oh yeah uh, we don't know venable's contract details but certainly it's going to be seven plus um seven million plus a year uh so we'll we'll see when that comes out but yeah if you're making that amount of money uh norman oklahoma is not a bad place to uh to be living oh no definitely a lot of bang for your buck for sure yeah so Uh so what we I, I just want to say what we got here yep. shared on our screen. Uh, it's a nice little tweet from Brian Mead. He's already face to or zooming the the team from the plane. You see Joe Haraz over here wearing the OU hat. Seems just incredibly happy. I, I love it. Uh, not even landed in Norman and already getting to work. You absolutely love to see it. Yeah, that's a that's a nice. I not not getting enough of you here, but sort of the. The sideways couch, uh, and then and then those windows that that looks to be a fairly new Gulfstream, uh, six hundred or above. That's a it's a very expensive aircraft. Uh, so we we certainly shelled out the big bucks to, to bring them over. But I, yeah, you know, certainly happy. Uh, Bobby, here's a, here's a quick storyline. What what is going on with his son? Have we heard anything? Have we heard any storylines there? Because uh, he currently, uh, for those that aren't aware, Brent Venable's son is a safety at Clemson. Yeah, so uh, apparently his entire 
family is with him on this uh, plane as well. Not sure if, it, if his son would be included on, in on that. I would imagine he would well, want to transfer. Well, I'm talking about next season. Yeah. No, I, no, I'm with, no, I know what you mean. I, I, I'm thinking he would transfer. Um, you know, just because it's a family thing. Uh, and, I, hey, I'd be okay with that. Have, have a Stoops and a Venerables out there. Would be, yeah, no, be and, 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 and uh, you know, who knows? I don't really know anything about his son off the top of my head. But outside of pure nepotism, uh, getting on Clemson defense is much harder than getting on OU's defense. So presumably, uh, if it's like a Drake Stoop situation where he just legitimately is, is good enough to walk on uh, as like a preferred walk on, uh, presumably he would actually be an asset to, to the OU defense, much like Drake Stoops, you know, our current head coach, uh, until Venables is announced. That's true. Um, is a truly an asset to OU's offense. So. <laughs> incredible, incredible. Um, by the way, a lot of y'all in the chat right now. Uh, if you have any questions, make sure to fire them away for sure. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm really interested to uh, talk with Jameson and see how everything you know progresses uh, with recruiting. Um, because let's be honest, this, this is a big, big defensive name. Uh, you know, there are already a couple OU players out there kind of maybe tampering a little bit. Uh, yeah, it annoyed us whenever USC was doing it. We're cool with it now. Uh, but we'll, we'll see how it all all pans out, but I, I feel like this, this hire not only stops the bleeding, but really invigorates a lot into this program. And as Bob Stoops said uh, with Big Noon yesterday, you know, this could be a thing that makes OU better. I, I think there's a real chance this improves the program, uh, not just, you know, stops the bleeding and, you know, resets things. I concur. And and I, I've had some strong opinions on, on Lincoln Riley. Um, but I, I think, you know, like I talked about with the OU leaving to the SEC in the, the uh, Bedlam game is, you know, as time goes on, you get those sort of rose-tinted glasses. And, and uh, you know, Jameson and I and you as well, I don't know how much publicly the listeners are reading in, but we were very, you know, hurt by the decision, obviously, but understanding. You know, I, I think we all concurred that, that uh, USC was a better spot for him. So I, we're so excited to, to get – Venables and and we've got some we've got some uh, comments here that are actually really good segues and, and ties into to where uh, we want to move to is because everybody loves speculation right we we got the Venables confirmation we loved you know as much as you hate it you love it you love the pain of refreshing Twitter all the time you love that that high like it like gambling or, <laughs> or whatever else you're into right of yeah. of throwing it down on let you I like I personally I hated it. But also I loved whenever I got a notification that, that someone had sent me a link to a tweet because you never know. You never knew. So speculation. Let's speculate a little bit on uh, on coordinators while we have some time. Yes, definitely. Uh, by the way, Oklahoma officially just announced it. Uh, we Everyone knew already, but it is officially official. Uh, Venables named Oklahoma's 23rd ever football head coach, which is just crazy uh, that we've only had 23. Uh, that's, that's some success right there. Um, yeah. Let's talk about, let's, let's talk about a couple guys and mainly uh, I want to shout out to 1982 boomer sooner here. We may need an adult harness attached to Brent. Cause he's just as passionate as ever. We need a, who are we going to have as our holdback guy for Brent? Uh, I really hope we get a good strength oh, and oh, conditioning guy. Cause he needs to be a good holdback guy. I had a good sort of conspiracy on this. I, the other day I was, uh, texting you and Jamison uh, and, and Boat and Blake, our resident TCU Baylor guy that comes on sometimes. Uh, 
maybe the OU rumors are we're just going to hire some lame head coach, but then we got someone like John Cena or Arnold Schwarzenegger as our strength coach. Uh, so who knows? I, I feel like strength coaches, maybe you can go just full meme, as the kids would say nowadays, and just hire someone random. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that, that's that true. That, that could work. That could work. Just someone random. I, important. I, go ahead. No, I was going to say important storyline a lot of people are, are thinking about, right? We've had a couple people uh, in in conversation for the OC job specifically. You know, I, I presumably, hopefully, we have a DC. Uh, I've been very outspoken about not wanting a head coach that is also functionally a, a coordinator. Uh, so I hope that that does not happen with Venables. Although I feel like it wouldn't be as difficult of a situation as sort of HCOC. Um, but we've got two really big names in, in the conversation uh, being, I'm going to botch the first name, I'm sure. Uh, Jeff, is it Jeff Levy? Jeff Levy, yeah. Jeff Levy, who is the OC at Ole Miss right now under, uh, you know, the lane train. And, <laughs> and then we also have, and now I've just totally, oh, Joe Brady. Formerly the OC of the 2019 uh, LSU Tigers won the national championship. Also formerly the OC of the Carolina Panthers. Just today, he is no longer on the Panther staff and is completely a free agent. So who knows? Yeah, but both of those guys would be good hires to me for for sure. Uh, I, I love I love the option of getting Stone Cold to be the, the holdback guy. He's a big Texas guy, I thought. I hopefully flipped i i don't know i i, I will sure not he went to texas i feel like i saw him make fun of ou at I one think point he out of game day but college football at texas i do not know enough about stone cold steve austin but uh e- e- either way i'm still in on having stone cold maybe maybe jim ross can talk 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 some sense into him football fans i'm sure we all love an action-packed high-scoring nfl game But with the latest no-brainer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, you'll be a winner once a single point is scored. New customers who bet just $1 on any team to score can win $100 in free bets. It's just that simple. Of course, if Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, like Oklahoma, you can still get in on the NFL action. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. So, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN, that is T-P-P-N. Bet $1 on any team to score and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code TPPN. This week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older. New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wage required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gaming problem called 1-800-GAMBLER. But talking about OCs, uh, Lebby is intriguing, and I think he's he's probably going to be the guy. Uh, everything I've seen is, like, that's pretty locked in. Um, there are questions about him and uh, Baylor. He was a bit of an Art Bryles uh, sympathist, or sim- I don't know. He had sympathy for Art Bryles as, you know, that's his father-in-law. Uh, apparently sold uh, hashtag CAB shirts, so don't love it. I personally would prefer Joe Brady. Um, I think I, I think Brady just 
well, one, you keep Caleb Williams because Williams and him had a great connection back when Brady was at LSU. Uh, and I get the flight risk thing. I get that he's a bit of a, you know, NFL type of guy, doesn't like recruiting. But my thing is you can find these, these uh, uh you know, offensive coordinators. They're a dime a dozen. I think you can get plenty of them. So if he leaves, just get the next hot thing and throw him in there. The next Jeff Levy, uh, if you need to. So I, I think you go for Brady if you can. If not, Levy's a very, very solid consolation. Yeah, no, I, I concur. And, and not to, to diminish the position, obviously it can win national championships. You know, I've been I've long been a proponent of the uh, of the belief that Dave Aranda and Joe Brady won the 2019 uh, championship uh, at LSU. Aranda being the obviously the head coach at the Big 12 champion uh, Baylor Bears now, but um, coordinators can come and go. I, I really think it is just so beyond important that we have a consistent guy. I, who knows? Again, we don't know uh, Venable's contract details yet, but presumably, you know, barring something wild, you know, that uh, would be very unfortunate, obviously, if it, if it were something wild that would lead to a, a termination. But um, Brent, Brent Venables is 50 years old. You can assume uh, that most likely scenario if he if he pans out and, and works as a head coach this is his first head coaching job um he'll be coaching here until he retires and, and who knows when when that will be but uh certainly more than more than 10 years um and and certainly i don't think anyone expects that we're gonna have the same coordinators the entire time uh and you know we've got a couple dudes a couple guys on the staff right now that that very well may move on to being uh, coordinators, um, if if they remain on the staff, specifically with with Biedenbo, uh which I think we'll get into a little bit more on a, on a later podcast, uh, and then also guys like Demarco Murray, who's now fully committed to to coaching, is by all means a, a tremendous coach. I believe I, I think he's done a lot with with the running backs that he's been given in his time, and he's great at recruiting and and uh, super passionate about about football. I could see him being a future. Uh, you know, coordinator and, um, you know, who knows even guys like, uh, like Gundy, even Kale Gundy, but he knows, poor Kale Gundy, Gundy just, he he needs to go up the ladder a little more. He, he's been stuck as the wide receiver, the running backs, wide receivers coach for like ever Poor guy. Um, I, okay. Got to say a couple things. First of all, love this comment from, uh, from our guy, Joe here. Um, (laughs) I would love the conspiracy of, uh, him just going to, uh, just hop it over to, you know, Charlotte, pick it up, Joe Brady, figure that out. I also love that the abbreviation for Charlotte stadium is the Bofa stadium, which is just incredible. <laughs> Not quite sure what Bofa is. Though. That's actually, uh, that's actually the, the corporate recognized official. Oh no. Uh, really? Acronym for bank of America, which that's, is headquartered in Charlotte. I, yeah. But that is unfortunate. Hey, by the way, they had it before, but yeah, now it has become unfortunate. Uh, that, that is very unfortunate. By the way, loving the chat right now. Uh, just keep asking questions. We're loving it, folks. Um, apparently, uh, just a little over Arkansas. They're cruising on in. Loving that. Loving that. Steve Austin played football for North Texas. There someone you in go. the chat called Osprey Flyer. Are you an actual Osprey driver? If so, mention it in the chat. That would be cool. That would be cool. Bobby doesn't would... know what that means, but... I don't, but it'd be very cool. Uh, Lebby being the guy at Tulsa, the illegally uh, just wearing a Tulsa hat on the sidelines just to check out the game. Uh, that that was 
you know, I, I don't know if I don't like that or if I think it's ingenious to try to sneak onto the sideline. Either way, I respect the hustle. Yeah. Uh, so, and, and real quick, I, I think as we're, we're sort of reaching the, the terminal phase of, uh, of this sort of short, quick reaction podcast, we're going to have a lot more uh, as this week goes. And, and just for the listeners, I feel like potentially none of our listeners are, are interested, but I'm going to be doing a lot of Beat Army content this week as well. Um, which is exciting. If you're a viewer, you can see we're already, we're already representing. But um, defensive coordinator, obviously, is a, another coordinator, <laughs> naturally. Uh, so I, I think we want to get into to some of the speculation there. There's been a lot of sort of Hail Mary names, uh, such as um, – I get I always get it confused. Is it Libby or uh, the guy at, at Georgia? It's, it's Lab- similar. Uh, or, uh, no, you're thinking uh, Lanning. Lanning. So, yeah, Levy and Lanning would be a very confusing situation, but uh, potentially a championship winning one as well. So what are we feeling if, if we hired a, uh, a DC uh, soon? Presumably we will. Um, how are we feeling about that? Um, see, I don't know who you'd find because we've, we've been looking at like these high tier DCs that could go up to a head coaching position. But I, I still don't know what the market is like for these kind of guys who just need an upgrade. Um, well, and that's that's sort of the thing too. So while you're thinking on it, um, just to, to sort of entertain the listeners, while I personally disagree with having a head coach slash coordinator at a position, um, like I talked about on on the last one, I like having a head coach that maybe has well, all head coaches should have the veto power, but a head coach that's sort of the the monarch of the position, but then you have essentially a, a prime minister in, in that position who is the named uh, guy. So while I feel because Venables is a defensive guy, um, maybe we don't need necessarily, I understand it's important for recruiting, but maybe we don't need a, you know, Lanning at, at DC. As much as we would love him, Lanning, if you're listening, please come to OU. For, but, just for some, I know we were considering you for the head coaching position, but please just, just yeah. go to DC. But, but uh, I, is it, is it necessarily that important in your opinion? If, if we can't come up with, cause I can't come up with anyone off the, off the top of my head. And, and see, I wouldn't be opposed to just, you know, uh, promoting a guy like Jamar Kane uh, or, you know, potentially Brian Odom. If he stays, you know, one of the guys we have in house right now, bringing him up a little bit, which I, I, I wouldn't have any issues with. I know uh, Venables has a, a couple of his guys that he loves from Clemson that he might bring with him to kind of, you know, bolster that. Um, I, I think you do need a dedicated DC, though. Um, but at the same time, I know Venables will be very hands-on with uh, both the linebackers and just the defense in general, for sure. Uh, Danny Stutzman is staying. Hell yeah, I love it. Uh, which, which, again, perfect fit. Brent Venables... One of the cra- just in crazy, intense energy. I absolutely love it. Uh, so him and Stutzman, just perfect fit. Ooh, yeah. All right, That's got- a big... Go ahead. I was I was going to say, and then I'll let you sort of read some of the, the live comments we have. I think this is something that, that everyone will, will agree with me on, and I'm not trying to say this as a slight against Lincoln Riley or Alex Grinch or, or whoever else, but I Brent Venables is not a guy... It has teams coming into games against big underdogs and under. He's a, he's a guy that gets his people hyped up, um, which I am so so excited to have because that's one of the most frustrating things I think 
of the of the Lincoln Riley era as it is now sundowns and and as we we progress forward is it was a perennial issue of of the Lincoln Riley era um, that we had these games against teams that we were double digit you know favorites in. And then we come in and, and underperform. And sort of the, the biggest one, you know, you can point to almost every game this season. Um, but games like the West Virginia game this year, where it was 16 to 13. Or um, I personally, I like to excuse some of the earlier games, especially if they're out of conference, like like the Tulane game uh, and, and some of that stuff. Who knows? But it, it is just when you lose a game, it's it's one thing, especially when it's, a, when it's a, against a good team like, Baylor, the the conference champs, and, and OSU, who is a very good team this year. Uh, that's one thing, but just even when you win, that that underperforming because guys are coming in flat, they're coming in not caring, they're coming in just so, you know, I, I can't even think of the word. Uh, I'm so excited because it's a 10-2 and two season like we've had this year so far. Obviously, we're going to a bowl, but it feels completely different than, say, if we had a 10-2 and two season um, where we we blew people out and just, you know, still lost two games, but they were upsets and we at least performed against the Kansases, against the West Virginias, against the teams that we should blow out. So I'm excited. Hopefully that's a big change. Um, but it, it's I think it's a reasonable expectation with, with a guy that is coming in and that's known to get people excited. Oh, a- a- absolutely. And motivation has always been a bit of an issue uh, you know, in the in the in the Riley era, not just entering games, but continuing through games, uh, completing games, finishing opponents out uh, to, to to completion, because we've had so many issues where teams come back. Uh, in the Venables era, like our defenses did not let up. Look at some of those Red River games, like like 2011, uh, 2003. Venables is the author of some of those greatest defensive performances uh, that we've seen in, in a while. And frankly, we haven't had that since. Uh, so defensively, th- this is going to be uh, a program revived for sure. Um, but, yeah. you know, and, and just, just energy-wise, could you can you think of two better head coaches than, than Britt Venable, Venables and uh, Porter Moser? Both are just so incredibly hype, and I, I love it. I love the energy we've just injected into our athletic program. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's some of the stuff, you know, I it, we'll have to post it up on, on sort of socials uh, for some of the, the listeners that may not be familiar to see, but some of the things, when you get transcripts of, of some of the coaches that are pretty low demeanor to, to the public, uh, which Venables, you know, it's not like yelling at, at the press. Uh, Gundy, Gundy is a guy that always plays up. I've always been a big proponent. Uh, of the belief that OSU will always overperform expectations. Um, yeah, yeah, and I mean they've they've been great, by the way. Yeah. OSU, even though they, you know, didn't you know win it all or win the Big Twelve, you know, they've definitely they they've done better for what they have. Yeah, but you look at you look at uh, guys like Kirby Smart. I know he's coming off a big loss uh, against against Saban and Bama, but it's Saban and Bama, uh, and then Saban himself. Um, when you look at, at their public appearances in the press and everything else, and then you look at the, the odd locker room videos that are there or the transcripts of, of their locker room conversations, you know, Kirby Smart specifically, I, w- I want to tag on him because I think he's uh, a really sort of polarized example, um, is just super, you know, 
almost boring to to listen to uh, in in press conferences and stuff. And then you look at the transcripts because there's very few locker room videos of him getting the guys hype. Uh, you look at some of the transcripts of him of, of players that have recounted it or, or journalists that have been in there, and he's saying like, "Let's make them never want to play football again. Like, let's go out there and like just dominate them. Like, knock every one of them down to where they don't even want to be here. Like, let's make them all transfer out of this conference. Like, stuff like that." Which sounds corny when you say it. Sounds corny and and uh, you know the transcripts. But when you're when that's the halftime speech when you're tied against a big team and you're dealing with you know. 18, 19, 21, 22, if you're Caleb Kelly, like 39-year-old guys, uh, <laughs> it's that gets them excited in the moment when you got that adrenaline pumping and you need that. You don't need the guy going in, um, you know, being like, hey, guys, good first half. Like, let's go out there and, and get them. You know, you need you need someone to, to get them excited. And that's, that's a big role of the head coach specifically because yeah. you can have your um, – your, your position coaches, you know, you can have your DeMarco Murray, you can have your, um, you know, position coaches yeah. going in and saying that, but then the head coach comes in flat and it's. Well, they, they set the tone more than anything. And, you know, when you have a guy and it's so hard to talk about Lincoln Riley versus Venables without sounding like you have, you have sour grapes, because when you have a guy like Lincoln, who is his, his messaging the entire season is we're close. It's going to be fine. Just wait we're close. You're not going to make any progress because you're going to stay stagnant because if everything is just okay enough, you know, you're, you're not going to get better. You need to be critical. You need to push your guys. You need to motivate them to get better. And, and that's a guy we have in venerables. Uh, Chase Miller over here. Uh, compliments your hat. Uh, first, Thank you. For, it's golden. Yeah, it, it is a golden <laughs> hat. It, it, it might not be the golden hat, but it is, it is a one. Um, Let's take a look at some of these comments here. Uh, a lot of comments thinking about who follows uh, Brent t- from Clemson, which will be interesting. I, we have, we've, it, we've had a couple comments on that. And yeah. I think the, the quick answer is presumably, presumably his son. Yes. Uh, but also, um, we don't know only because this was meant to be sort of shooting from the hip, quick reaction podcast. You know, as we're recording this still, uh, the live viewers know, uh, he's yet he's been officially announced, but he's yet to even touch down. He, he in, is in the in air. Oregon. Yeah. So he is uh, currently in Oklahoma airspace, which I guess per the rules of Bedlam technically belongs to OSU, but we've got a, a diplomatic agreement to fly through. But um, yeah, is so I, I think the, the quick answer is we don't know because we didn't necessarily know for certain uh, until a few hours ago. So we're not necessarily that read in on Clemson's, defensive players and and uh, the intricacies but it's important to note i think that clemson has a lot of very good defensive players and that that is because of brent venables and because of his recruiting prowess uh, which i do think we need to touch on uh, because he's reaching a whole new level of of recruiting and and just i, I just want to mention it you know jameson is our recruiting expert is not here tonight so quick teaser for a podcast coming potentially tomorrow or later in the week uh, yeah, absolutely. We'll do a way more in depth on this uh, whenever we can get some time. But we we're loving the uh, the support in the crowd here, loving the comments. This is we we were just meaning to get like a quick little you know twenty minute you know in and out. But we're we're having a fun time. We're having a Brent Venerables party here. Uh, shout out, you know, Lori. Hell yeah, um, Goop. I I think that's an interesting point about because you know, 
I think I think Scoops thought Lincoln Riley was going to keep this thing going a little longer, but you know, uh, you never know. It, it's surprising. Lincoln is a good offensive mind. He was. He is a good good coach. He does have flaws, though. And I, I think we can act, we we can't act like he's a bad coach all the way. He just he he has little issues. Um, no, and for sure. He for is sure. he is a good coach, and and I've been saying sort of on on the podcast on and off, not to sort of toot my own horn, but I I had always said uh, a few times that uh, Lincoln is a a young guy, especially as a head coach, and he's learning as as he goes, you know, as he's developing and, and continuing to refine his, his craft. OU was the first head coaching job he, he ever got. So uh, I do think he's going to be better. Who knows what his, what his ceiling is, but he has, you know, at least 20 years uh, of head coaching ahead of him, if not more. So, yeah, I, I don't want to <laughs> criticize um, Lincoln Riley too much, but, but ultimately you, you got to, uh, you got to play the game with the cards that you're you're dealt. You know, everybody would would love to have a uh, perfect hand of cards. Everybody would love to to have perfect lemons to make your your lemonade. But uh, those are not the those are not the cards that we've been dealt. So we we got to be realistic, and and we don't want to you know come off too critic or come off too bitter, sort of in our, our criticisms of of Lincoln Riley. But Brent Venables is our new head coach, and, and we got to fully commit to to the leadership that we have now and. And look at the positives, and and you can't do that without comparing it to, you know, what you what you previously had, which ties into to Bob Stoops as well. You know, we got guys on this team that were recruited by Bob Stoops. Uh, we have guys on this team. Caleb Kelly comes to mind, but potentially even more that uh, I know he won't be playing in the bowl game. But we have guys on this team that played as players in games under head coach Bob Stoops that are still here. Uh, yeah. At least one. So I, I assume there's more. A lot of so, these seniors, a lot of these seniors have been were recruited by Stoops to come here, and, and there are comments, uh, specifically Isaiah Thomas, I believe, said, "I'm excited. I actually get to play under the guy who recruited me here. Who he's the guy I signed for, which I think is really cool. Um, I appreciate it, Matthew. By the way, um, MES, uh thinks you know. Hey, I think we're way better. I feel way better than I did last week when we had our emergency show there. I that was that, those were some down times for sure." Um, shout also shout out Greg. Uh, you know, gre- greetings. You know, we're we're excited to come to Lincoln next year. By the way, Greg. Uh, hopefully Venables is if he's a slight upgrade. That's that's good. That that's exciting. I've seen some people in the comments being like, ah, he'll be way better. And you know, I I, I don't I don't know if he'll be way better. He'll just be different. And I think sometimes different is what you need. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Brittany over here likes uh, wants to go out after Joe Brady. I'm I, I'm for that for sure. It's I am not a bad. Yeah, not bad. Most not people bad. agree. Most people agree. Yeah, uh, Mr. CEO. Um, yeah, no. The the hard ass thing is interesting because it, it, the era is different. This is this is the era of NIL and the transfer portal. That's a I think that's a legitimate fear. But also, I feel like you know. If you're entering the SEC and if you're entering a tough, hard-nosed conference, that's something that you, you want your players to be there, you know. You want the players who are on your team to be not afraid of facing those challenges. So maybe it weeds people out. I know that was an issue that a lot of people had with Schmitty, uh, OU's old strength and conditioning coach. But look, since then, our strength and conditioning has gone awful. So, you know, I hopefully... It, 
it draws people who want to challenge, who want to fight on. Uh, that was a bad phrase, <laughs> right there. Who want to fight through the uh, some some tough times. So I, I'm, I'm excited. Sure. What do you what do you think about the mindset change though? Uh, going from uh, a, a bit of a you know buddy buddy friendly type of guy to someone who will kind of get after your ass a little bit. So I, I think the important thing again, and, and not to sound like a, a broken record, or even to sound like I know more than I do, because obviously if I knew it. <laughs> If I knew as much about football as Lincoln Riley, I'd be making 150 million a year at and uh, living in LA. I wouldn't be doing a podcast. No offense, but uh, hey, no, none taken. You know, it's. I think not to sound like a bro- a broken record, but I think that again can be mitigated to to some extent by having actual firm set in stone coordinators because those are the guys that are that are interacting. Again, if you have a head coach that is more hands on than than say a what we would think of as a monarch nowadays, but a monarch with a parliament and with a, a prime minister with it, with an elected government, so to speak, the CEO um, sort of, role. you have a figurehead. Yeah. You have a CEO or, or, or a president with a, a, um, you know, functioning whatever, but like someone said in the pod, in the, uh, in the comments, you know, obviously I'm a big, I've said it like 15 times on, on this specific podcast alone. I'm a big Saban guy. Uh, Saban is, you know, maybe a little bit less with his players. You, you see it some in the behind the scenes, but Saban is not, I don't think anyone would describe him as the good cop in, in Bama's locker room. And he constantly every year has new coordinators, new people coming through. And, uh, but he has that consistency. And, and ultimately when you're winning, that's what matters. I don't think a lot of people would have described uh, Barry Switzer as sort of the nice guy or the good cop. Um, especially at the time, you know, and, and even looking back, I think maybe a little bit, a little bit less because we have those rose tinted glasses and that, that warm and fuzzy feeling because of how he's been now. But a lot of people in the past when we were good and and, in our down years, wouldn't have necessarily described Bob Stoops as the the good cop in, in the locker room either. So absolutely. There is something to be said. I think if, if you only have one guy that is functionally doing everything, uh, it's a it's a different story, you know. And and when you have one, not to down on it, but let's turn the clock back a couple of years ago. You have one really angry, really eccentric, really upset cop in in Mike Stoops, and then one just I wouldn't even call Lincoln Riley, and I'm not trying to talk down on him, but I wouldn't necessarily call him a, a good cop, more of sort of a passive cop. Uh, that creates a really yeah. bad environment. But we have guys that that are younger that the players know that care about them, like. DeMarco Murray, um, guys that, that are, you know, just easygoing guys like, like Kale Gundy to an extent. Um, and, and I don't think it would necessarily not fit to have someone that is a little bit harder, uh, on the guys, which again, that's going to turn people off, but ultimately it's not necessarily about having the best people because you could have the best at every position group, the best at every coaching group and still not win. It's about having the sort of the pieces that, that fit together. It's, it's more of a Tetris uh, than a sort of to see how high you can stack, if that makes sense. Exactly. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you. It's about making everything fit. I'm, exactly. Um, man, this is, uh, this is exciting. And, you know, I, I gotta ask, you know, we, we need to, we need to send a official, uh, you know, message out to the athletic department. Can they get a picture 
uh, uh, Brent Venerables and Boomer and Sooner together. Can I want to see. Can we I want to see if they, how they relate to each other. Uh, can we get a picture of the first time that Brent meets Baker Mayfield? He's very important <laughs> to the program. Yeah, he's, 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 he's yeah. He, I, I want to see if they have instant chemistry with the horses. Uh, shout out to Reveille and that weird Texas Texags poster from a couple years ago. Um, man, we got a lot of good good comments out here. Uh, Justin S is big on Levy in the comments here. Um, Nineteen eighty two says the good thing about Brady wouldn't have to worry about a buy buyout or anything. Uh, Storm has yeah, an interesting would point. Be, yeah, as well. Yeah, go go ahead, uh, Ty. Sorry. No, I was I was gonna say it would be a masterful move or, or just sort of a super lucky coincidence for Brady, uh, being Joe Brady, the, the OC of of the Panthers formerly, uh, as he was fired today, which means they're gonna have to pay him out, uh, and he's now on his own. I, I understand, you know, there's a lot of storylines there that that Brady maybe necessarily is more of an NFL guy in in what he likes, but it's pretty late in the NFL season, but the NFL still has a lot of season left. Um, and it's not unlikely maybe that he would take some fat money for a short-term contract to, to balance himself around, especially if he knew that he was going to have a, a hot quarterback uh, like Caleb Williams to, to work with. Yeah, absolutely. So we have a lot of comments in here um, that's, that are about Caleb Williams. Will he stay uh, and what this means? Now, it doesn't mean anything. It's just a retweet. But he did retweet the news about Venables. He has been receptive um, at the OU game on uh, uh, Wednesday, OU basketball against Florida. He was throwing t-shirts into the crowd. So he is a guy who, he, he stuck around, he hasn't said a lot, but his actions seem like he's a guy who at least is still interested. I, I think it comes all the way down to who Venables hires as offensive coordinator. If it's Brady or Levy, I think there's a very strong chance we keep him. Uh Right now, I'd say I'd say about fifty-fifty. It 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 is it's too hard to figure out what you know an eighteen, nineteen-year-old is thinking at in general, uh, let alone one with so much future ahead of him. So that that yeah. I think now that we have the head coach set, um, it's 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 about who are we hiring as OC and are we keeping Caleb? From there, the off season can figure itself out. But those are the two biggest questions. And if you get if you hit on both of them. This could still be a very good team next year. Yeah, and, and that's – I don't want to say the first domino to fall, but you, you really couldn't do anything else until you had firmly 100% contract signed on the plane with, with Joe and Joe um, coming to Norman. You couldn't do anything until you had a head coach. So I I disagree with this statement. Not the I, – I agree with the, the sort of feeling, but I disagree with the statement that – Williams saying is 50-50. I think it is either 100% or 0%, which naturally evens out to 50-50. But I think if we get an OC that is not good or that he doesn't mesh with or that he doesn't believe in, it's a 0% chance that he'll stay. And I think if we get someone, even if it isn't one of the the big you know, two or three names, uh, someone that he believes in and, and believes in him and he can tell, I think it's 100% that he will stay. Um, so I... I think it's it's really dependent on that. And, and that was a thing that we weren't necessarily going to know. And, and a lot of the guys that we have lost to the to the transfer portal that, that have left, uh, just announced today, Jaden Hazelwood going to, to Arkansas, obviously the other big name uh, being Spencer Rattler, who was announced he's going to USC, which would be really interesting next year. Um, 
but we were sort of expecting not to have those guys here next year, regardless of, of where they went, uh, regardless of the, the head coaching uh, outcome. So I, I wouldn't say we have had a lot of surprises, but I have been very optimistic, and I think everyone else should be, uh, about Caleb Williams' sort of reactions to how this has occurred. Because I understand he's a he's a freshman and, and he's new and he's, he's put in just a ridiculous position uh, for a freshman, but... Things like him going to the game, like like you talked about, you know, he didn't have to do that. He didn't have to make a public appearance. Obviously, he can't really make a low key appearance, but he's he's sort of shown that he's open to it. And and I think that we have the potential now that we've announced something firm, um, that good things can potentially happen. I, I think we we've set ourselves up to where the future is in sort of our hands as as a staff. And and you know that he's been talking to to Bob. Uh, you know, probably a couple hours a, a day or, or at least a, a fair amount of time he's, he's spent conversing face-to-face, I presume, and then also uh, over the phone with, with Bob Stoops. Uh, and who knows, maybe even Barry Switzer, maybe even who knows who else, uh, just saying, hey, you know, we got stuff working. Let's let's see how this turns out, and then, then let's do the best thing for you. Because Caleb Williams is different from Spencer Rattler. Uh, Bobby, I'll let you go real quick here in a second, but it's not, he's a, he's a freshman. He's working on, you know, half a season of play. It, 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 the best thing for him, because I, I truly want the best thing for, for Caleb Williams, uh, regardless of how this turns out, I would love for him to stay at OU, but if that's not the best thing for him, you know, you want the best thing for him and, and making a snap decision is not the, the best thing. So I, I'm glad that he's waited. And I think that shows his maturity. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, by the way, little typo there. Uh, Rattler is currently crystal balled to go to UCLA, uh, not USC. Uh, which is oh, awful. did I say USC? Uh, you, might have, you might have tripped. We, we are, yeah. It happens, though. It, it's, it's been a wild week. We, we are very, we're all very tired. But, um, yeah, no, um, talk about Hazelwood. Hazelwood is going to Arkansas as well. Uh, Drew is not a big fan of uh, our guy Jaden. I wish him the best though, like Justin S here. I, 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 I'd love to see the guy out or see the guy do well over there. We basically traded Hazelwood from Mike Woods. I think that's that's fair by me. Um, yeah, no, it it's gonna be really interesting to see how it works. Um, you know, with, with everything with Caleb, I, I I'm op- I'm cautiously optimistic. But if you know me, I'm always a little. I always trend op- optimist when it comes to OU. So here's to hoping it works. Um, some people are out here talking about uh, Gary Patterson as defensive coordinator, which would be very fun. But also, you know, uh, probably past his time, probably want maybe. I don't. I don't think he'd want to be an analyst. That's not. He's not quite that down bad yet. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I, I. I'm with Dale here. I would love to see UCLA take out uh, with Rattler take out USC. I'm just a big Pac-12 guy at this point, so it's plausible. <laughs> I, I think we've all. You know we're facing them in our in our bowl game, but it, you know UCLA has has been sort of trending upward. They have DTR, I've got it right this time, not DTY. Uh, their their outgoing quarterback, uh, who I think Rattler is a, a good replacement for. Um, so that that will definitely be be an exciting game. But I I do think the transfers uh, we we've seen what we've seen so far, uh, like we talked about. But I think that. I, I do want to say, you know, not to get, not to, you know, rain on the parade, but the, the sort of the bleeding of transfers isn't over, right? Because you have some, there are inevitably going to be some guys that 
were waiting on the the coaching announcement, the head coaching announcement, and uh, some more guys that are probably waiting on the the coordinator announcement because that is their future. And and certain guys, regardless of their potential, will maybe just mesh with other people a little bit better. Um, so I I I don't want to. Yeah, sorry. I I, <laughs> we have we have Muschamp, we have Dan Mullen uh, as well. We're basically we're building the. I love how the chat is basically building 2008 Florida and um, 2008 OU as like this mm. weird mush of uh, my of national Florida. championship. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, yeah, but um, I I don't want anyone to. I want to temper expectations. We're still going to lose people. There there are still going to be players that are going to transfer. Um, now that that a Venables has been announced. Um, and then when the coordinators are announced as well, that's just inevitable. And, and uh, I don't think anyone should be too upset because again, like we talked about at the, at the start of the recording with Venables, regardless of their skill on paper, you want people that want to be there. You want people that want to be at OU. You want like Baker Mayfield as, as a quarterback, a dude that's fully committed to, to the program. You want, Bob Stoops, you want Brent Venables. Uh, you don't necessarily want a guy that is maybe the best in the world on paper, uh, but isn't just in love with OU or doesn't care that he's at OU. So, uh, yeah, culture. Like like you just threw up a, one of the comments. Thank you, AJ, for, for mentioning that. Yeah, culture. thanks for the sub, it's, by that's, the way. That's the one, that's the one uh, you know, word, uh, the, the one word summation of, of what I've been saying. The culture is what matters. And, and if you really look at it, there's a lot of, of schemes, but a lot of the schemes have changed at Bama in their dynasty run. But a lot of the schemes changed uh, and developed throughout Dabo and Clemson's run. A lot of the schemes changed with Barry Switzer, with whoever you want to name. Uh, back at Bear Bryant, some of his schemes changed. You know, uh, Bud Wilkinson, if you even want to go that far back, you know, he didn't run the same stuff the entire time. The, the schemes change, the schemes develop, the schemes evolve and, and iterate each year. What remains consistent is that culture and that environment. And, the, and that's what's so important, especially as a head coach. And, and that's what, you know, like we talk about with, with Bama, uh, Clemson obviously prior to Venables leaving has been pretty stable, but Bama in their run since Saban got there has had probably literally close to 50 OCs and DCs and different big names have, have rotated through there. Right, and they've changed. They've done different things as, they, as they've been there, uh, but they've continued to be at the top because of the culture, because of the head coach, because of the nucleus that of that team, and that's what you want to establish at, at OU, and and that's what we have with Stoops. You know, I, I'm sure there's a lot of people that that will wish that we maybe did more with what we had there, but I really don't think you can can be upset. And we had a national championship. We we did really well, and and some of the teams we lost to with Stoops uh, were all time you know, amazing teams. So you want that core nucleus that is firm, that has a good culture and that doesn't require, you know, an amazing, you know, big name. You don't want a, not to kick a guy when he's down, but you don't want coach O at LSU where he needs Dave Aranda and he needs Joe Brady or else he's going to be terrible. You do not want that as a head coach. Which is, you have to have this balance. You have to have the balance of being the CEO of having, you know, everything under control, but you don't want to just be a guy who can recruit well and eat gumbo very well and uh, talk to the kids good. That, that's all great, but you have to be able to coach as well um, because the second everyone else gets good, you're, you know, you're, you're just bad because everyone else left. Um, 
shout out to Paul Husker. We have a lot of Huskers in here tonight. We have a lot of, just a lot of people in general. And I gotta say, for most of y'all, likely this is your first time ever seeing whatever the hell the Schooner Pod is. Uh, first of all, welcome. I hope y'all have enjoyed it so far. This is uh, certainly a wild experience for all of us. We, we're, we're enjoying it. Um, make sure to hit that subscribe button if, uh, if you're watching on YouTube because, you know, we got a lot of great content, a lot of weird content. We have, we, we, yeah, we, did, we did a cooking the, show. The people uh, yeah. that are viewing, I think, should should notice that one of the hosts <laughs> is currently wearing a Navy jersey and an ill-fitted cheap cowboy hat with a post-it note on it. So. That says golden. <laughs> yeah, no, we, this is a, this is not your standard OU football show for sure, usually. So we, we, we have fun. We're, we, we like to get after it. We like to have a good time. Um. And we'll, we're here all throughout the off season for sure. So make sure to subs- subscribe, stick around. Um, this is available on wherever you get your podcasts as well. So make sure to hit the subscribe uh, there if you like the audio version. I know I certainly like driving around listening to that instead of, you know, well, first of all, don't like looking at my, my face in the first place. So I, I don't know why y'all are here. But anyways, let's take a look at some of these comments. We have a lot to cut through. We're just kind of going to, I'm just going to kind of, you know. I, uh, there's a really good one down here that just got, I'm going to let you go through them just yes. sort of organically, Bobby, but there's one that I have. Uh, yeah, a cool absolutely. Uh, okay. A lot of people saying, you know, we need to compete in the SEC. Um, interesting yeah. point about Joe Brady not wanting to recruit. I kind of agree that's an issue. Um, yeah, that has been a big, and that, that was sort of what I was hinting at when I said more of an NFL guy. Uh, which has been a thing, you know, he's had, I don't want to say an attitude problem because that comes off wrong, but um, he's a guy that it's very different being a coach in in the NFL and being a coach in college. Um, And and I don't think he'll be forever in college. Like some of the the perennial college guys are. Yeah. uh, Agreed. And I, I I also want to address uh, some people in the chat are wondering if there was bad blood between uh, Stoops and Venables. Venables wasn't fully pushed out. You know, he, he had a, he was supposed to be like a co DC with Mike Stoops uh, when Mike came back and uh, Brent took the Clemson job ba- uh, basically is what it came down to. So. Um, well, and I, I do yeah. want to say from, from Venables point of view as well, right? No one knew. Uh, I, Bob didn't even know at the time that Zach he was going to retire in, in 2015. Uh, so if you're Venables in, in 2011, you got to see that, you know, because most people coach into their seventies, that you're looking at at the fact that Venables was was sort of never going to take over at, at OU until he was very old. Um, so regardless of how how he loved it, um, it's when when you turn the clock back, you got to look at at how it was ten years ago uh, and sort of the the environments and and see that he knew that Stoops was going to be tenured here for for forever. Uh, and like someone said, I guess he came from from Kansas State. You know, he he knew it was a a Bill Snyder situation where we had our forever guy and, and he was going to be here as long as he wanted to. Um, and, and Venables is not necessarily that much younger than Stoops. So um, he is view, uh, Venables will be the second oldest uh, head coach ever hired uh, since uh, behind, I believe uh, Schnellenberger uh, Schnellenberger was 60 when he was hired in the, in 1995. So, yeah, but, but Venables is a, you know, a forever guy. He, he has, uh, if that, and, and I don't know for sure, I'm not trying to say you're, I don't believe you, but I, I don't know for sure. But if he truly, if he came from, from Kansas state, uh, which I know he did, but he did. I don't know if he came from somewhere prior to that, but if he went K state to OU to Clemson back to OU, 
you're talking about he's only ever worked under just permanent for life tenured coaches. Like he worked for Bill Snyder, he worked for Bob Stoops, and then he worked for Dabo Sweeney, who now that we have the OU rumors over, we know is going to remain at Clemson for forever. Um, Can I just say real quick, Green Country Paranormal, I want to see this this channel. It, I'm all in. I, I love, love, love a good ghost thing. That looks awesome. Uh, sorry, go ahead, Ty. Yeah, but it, that's what that's we want that long term relationship, and, and I think OU is that environment where if you have a down year, that's fine. Um, so we just brought on yeah, other co host of the Schooner Pod, Jameson Maxwell. Sorry to sorry to cut you off there. No, uh, Ty, I mean, just had to get our guy on Jameson. Uh, first reactions here to uh, what is a, a big day? Uh, Brent Venables, the head coach. What do you think? Yeah, I'm sorry I had to join late. I was studying, but it seems like we're getting a good following. So here, here's my game plan. Um, here's my take on this. I, I told y'all uh, – okay, word flex, whatever. Mark uh, Mangino uh, for conditioning no, coach. No, I'm in. I love it. Do it. <laughs> so here, here's my – That's thing. my here's, favorite here's comment. I'm sorry, Jameson. Go ahead. No, no, no. It's totally – This is that's beautiful. I love it. So my thing is with Venables, and I talked about it before when we were first hearing, I was a little bit apprehensive about Venables because – we said this is a guy in his 50s, you know, just about to turn 51 here at the end of this month. And why has he been an assistant coach all this time and not made an upgrade whenever he's won two national championships and has done a hell of a job at Clemson? And now, as we got a little bit more information, we learned that the reason why he hasn't taken a head coaching job because it seems like he really enjoyed his life as a DC at Clemson and he really didn't see himself happiness-wise, wanting to take a head coach job anywhere else other than his dream job of Oklahoma. And as soon as I heard that, you know, it was all full go for me for Brent Venables because that scary part of the, there may be a skeleton in his closet and that's why he's not getting the job. It, that That's out the bag now. It, there's a clear reason why he isn't doing that. Um, but I, I'm very happy and I'm very excited to see where we go with this offensive coordinator and filling some position coaches. I've been trying to compile a list of a lot of the recruits, Clemson players, and um, current Sooners that are having positive reactions to this. And I'll, I'll talk a little bit more about that when I get a full list um, tomorrow. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, there's a lot more to come. Look, like, like we said earlier, he's still in the air. He hasn't landed yet. He's getting uh, close. He should have landed. Oh, wait. Should, it's no, a, no, never mind. Osprey Flyer just said he landed. We got it. Oh, we. The, the the Brent has landed. I've been trying to I've been trying to share a screen of some sort of stream here, but uh, my my stream yard's messing up a little bit. Um, but anyways, yeah, no, I'm I'm excited. Um, I, I'm excited for this for sure. It, it looks like a massive crowd at uh, Max Westenheimer, uh, for sure. So, uh, Jameson, I, I I gotta ask just briefly, like the recruiting impact. Do you see any? Uh, do you see any chance of any Clemson guys following him? That That's the thing. So I wrote down just three ones recruits, and they're all defensive backs from Clemson that have reached out on Twitter and have said something to one of their friends who are currently on Oklahoma. Um, I, there's going to be more in the coming days, but that's just the ones I've seen right now. And these are a couple of guys that were recruited from to Oklahoma during their high school time. Um, and could come over, but at the same time, take this with a grain of salt, everybody, because, you know, a lot of times you see this on Twitter. It's like, hey, Sooner fans, get me to 10K, and it's some random recruit, and they're just trying to play to the Twitter fans of, you know, that fan base. So they are interested. They are listening, but also they could just be trying to get some hype. I think, you know, Andrew Makuba by far is the most realistic 
because this was a guy that was an OU lean um, coming out of Texas as a defensive back. And he's best friends with Latrell McCutcheon. And we gave him an offer offer after he visited. And it seemed like he was going to be this package deal that would land him and McCutcheon. It was going to be great. Then all of a sudden, the recruitment of him just went dark. And we just didn't talk to him after that, which was super funky. Goes off to Clemson. Now gets all ACC as a safety there. Um, We are going to have plenty of space in our safety room. And I think he would be more than happy to come by and um, and be in that race for those DeLaren Turner, Yell, and Patrick Field spots. Um, the, another, the other two guys, another safety, RJ Mickens. Uh, he is, I believe, from South Lake. He was a guy that we rec- recruited, and he's friends with DJ Graham, reaching out to him. Um, so there's another name. And then Malcolm Green was reaching out to Damon Harmon. So all secondary guys, but I would not be surprised if we start seeing more linebackers and defensive lines, you know, the backups at those positions. Um, kind of think about coming over because we're going to have a lot of turnover in the next, you know, week from the transfer because that um, from the new coaching because that's just how it works. But also, like we've said, you know, that there's some positives and negatives, and we're talking about some gains here that we can possibly get. Okay, we are seeing uh, some live feed here from Nick Stoya. Uh, I am adding a little banner here. This is what we got going on over here. Got a little live stream. I, I've been trying to find whatever. Uh, shout out. Follow Nick. He, great, great OU content for sure. Um, got News 9. Trying my best to get everything going. Um, yeah, no, this is... It, it looks like a wild atmosphere here, folks. Um, oh, people are jumping up and down. They're doing the oh, 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 you thing. So that's just... That's huge. That is huge. Hey, did y'all talk a little bit about the Dabo Sweeney thing with uh, Brent Venables? Because I think that's kind of an interesting... Uh, um... We didn't really touch on it. I, I do want to say, uh, not my conspiracy, but based off what Dabo said today um, in, in a tweet, at the very minimum, Dabo's agent did in fact speak to OU uh, potentially as as a um, him coming to, to OU, which maybe lends some, some relevance to the rumors. I, I believe Dabo's exact words were that he never interacted with OU, but he did speak with them or, or something like that. Yes. It wasn't for him. Yeah, yeah. so there, there was definitely a, a conversation between a, uh, an agent acting on behalf of Dabo and, and probably an agent acting on behalf of, of Oklahoma as well. I think that it was really telling in that comment about whenever Dabo is speaking uh, Venables. And I was kind of thinking out loud about all of this Dabo Sweeney taking the job and, you know, Venables coming over. But that now that I thought, like, thinking it over, did it really match of, like, Dabo's persona to go and it's like, okay, Brent Venables, this is your dream job. This is, like, the only head coaching job you'd ever take. And we're really close friends, very good buddies, and we've been through a lot with each other. Um, but I'm going to go in and take this job, and we're going to keep you in the defensive coordination coordinator position that just didn't seem right um even if there was like some thought of like oh Dabo wants to get out of the ACC because the SEC is the future and stuff like that but that just did not seem like it really matched his persona how he would carry himself and really would kind of almost just screw over his friend and taking that one position that he's been waiting for for a long time um the, the thing of Adabo, I understand there's a lot of I, – I think that we've talked about this a lot in our group text. Um, 
him as a person is kind of, you know, you either love him or you kind of are turned off by his interesting personality. Um, but if we would have pulled Dabo, the amount of Clemson transfers we would have got would have been way much more than we're going to get with Venables. Um, but would we have gotten this guy that truly loves Oklahoma? You can tell he bleeds crimson and cream and is like been wanting this job for a really long time. So yeah. I, I think that we're very blessed with what we have, even if some people had some Dabo pipe dreams. Um, it's, it's not, you know, it's not all horrible getting Brent Venables. Yeah, no, no we go ahead. I, I was going to say, we, we did mention that a, sort of early on was, was you can name, because I know Jameson, you know, I've been I've been thrown out in our in our text like Saban, Bill Belichick, or Urban yeah, Meyer, right. <laughs> all these crazy names. Um, and, and you can make the argument maybe that they're a better coach and that they'll win us a championship, but I don't think they're not forever guys, right? And then even Dabo, if he leaves Clemson, if he stays at Clemson, you know he's a forever guy. But if he leaves Clemson, then you know he's he's willing to go anywhere else, like Ryan Kelly, like Lincoln Riley, uh, and I think. What, what Bobby and I sort of spoke to a little bit and, and for the listeners and, and viewers that have just joined in, uh, you want the, the guy that's sort of the, the tenured guy. You want the guy that is going to be here until he's taken out uh, almost in handcuffs, shout out to Barry Switzer, or, uh, you know, retires like like Bob Stoops. You don't want the guy that's that's filling a resume billet. And, and mm-hmm. even if they're not filling a resume billet, like a, a, a you know, fancy name, like Urban, like, Belichick wouldn't come to the college with save and Dabo, uh, you know, you're not going to have him forever. And then, you know, you're, you're making a deal with the devil, right? Cause you, you got something good for two or three or four, maybe five years. And then you're right back where you were now. It's, it's sort of a, a payday loan situation. So it, you want to make that, that long-term commitment, which is what Venables gives us. And in, in I am so happy that, that we have someone that is so happy to have us, if that makes sense. Mm, yeah yeah no and you know as we said at the very very start of this show when uh most of y'all weren't on here you know he's a program guy uh which is something stoops was real big on obviously in his press conference you know someone who would drop everything for it that's the type of guy who who you want in here who you want at ou you want to really you know lead this program into the future into the sec i'm all for it uh, this chat is wild, man. I, I don't, I don't know what, what the hell's going on. Uh, yeah. I don't really, I don't really care. Uh, shout out to Joe. The people need to be introduced to Bowden Blake. I, I agree, but he would just probably find some way to tie it into, I don't know, uh, whatever is going on at, at, at TCU. Maybe start grandstanding, talk about how Jamie Dixon needs to get fired. Uh, got... uh there are a couple. Oh, never mind. Yeah. I thought I was on mute. Oh, but... man. Oh yeah, has he landed? Yeah. It, it looks like I see a plane there. So yeah, no, there, there's a plane there. I don't know if he's just hanging out on there or not. But uh, mm-hmm. shoot, I don't know. No, yeah. no, no. It looks like they're still in the pattern. Okay, uh, we have. I can confirm this uh, by not my expertise, but but the the windows that I saw uh, that I know. It looks like the um, what is it? It is a. It's a, a it's a Gulfstream um, shoot. I don't know what what eight windows is. They're on final right now. They've been in the pattern, um, unless my unless my uh, tracker is incorrect. He is on Lima X Ray Juliet six five four from Anderson, South Carolina. 
They're at 1,500 feet on final for, for OU Norman. Is that not the plane, though, right there? No, I think. Was this like a you see that little jet? See, no, no, this is this was oh, oh, there he is. Oh, hey, okay, there's, there's just a random Nick Stoya. How's it going, man? It's doing some loading. Oh, I, I, hate, I hate to be this person, Bobby. Um, but how have you have you plugged our podcast? Because, um, yes, you know, we got a lot of new listeners here, and I haven't plugged yet. So, I know there's a lot of great OU podcasts out there. Um, a lot of them are from former OU players and stuff like that. But if you want kind of a more fan, um, oh, there's the know, plane. They've oh, just that, landed. Yes, yeah. like I said, I called it earlier. It was nice. a G six. The, the, the Osprey said it. The Osprey said it was landed. So I thought that was the plane. Yeah, uh, no, they just landed. Shout out, Josh. Woo pig. Okay, go ahead, Jim. So let's keep let's yeah. keep let's keep plugging. Yeah, no, no, no. If you if you want like a fan kind of you know podcast that's not as much you know analytical to the football aspect, but still we know what we're talking about. Um, but it's not like former pl- players talking. I mean, we're a really good podcast. Come come listen to us. We've been um, pushing you know two two ish three podcasts a week out with all this new news. We'll be recording one, another podcast tomorrow with new information about this Venables. Um, higher and kind of talking about offensive coordinator and the recruiting aspect of it and the transfer aspect of it. I'm going to go into a deep dive of their Twitter, of all the players and see how they react. And we'll get a little bit more information tomorrow. So um, if you, if you don't already subscribe to us and check us out on Spotify and Apple. Um, and so you can keep up with us so we can uh, talk a little bit more about the aftermath of this hire. Yeah, it is on it is on Spotify. Uh, to clarify that that aircraft that we're looking at on our stream that's loading uh, is not. It, it, we got him a much bigger uh, private plane. We got him a, a G650, uh, as in the song, like a G6. Oh, so uh, <laughs> looks like they're they're at the far end of the runway right now. They're at the north end of the runway. Uh, for those unfamiliar, I'm trying um, to get I'm trying to get our stream the, back, y'all. Sorry. Yeah, no. So it all belongs to OU. Um, but, but sort of the OU flight school, the OU terminal where Aussies, RIP Aussies, uh, for our Norman listeners, uh, know, is on, on the south end of, of the longest runway there. So we got a couple minutes of taxi time. Um, presume, we were going to do a 15-minute podcast. We're an hour 15 in. So, uh, <laughs> I'm I laughing assume, right now because the way, Ty, you, are, you know your stuff, obviously. I but do. you sound like a weatherman, a meteorologist right now during tornado season. Yeah. Okay, we got something if you're on the in Norman, right now. Take sh- if you're in Stillwater, take shelter right now because your days of wind and bedlam are over. We, we, got, right, the, we got the wall cloud. We got the yeah, we no, got so the they, bird is getting close to Aussies. If you are close to Aussies, it yeah, is yeah. getting close. It is Aussies does not exist, unfortunately. Time. Yeah. Uh, so they are, they are uh, about two or three minutes of, of taxi time until they're right there on, on the OU own tarmac. Uh, they're probably going to pivot the plane around, you know, the, uh, the, uh, the door is going to be on the, on the opposite side. If they're taxiing South stop, get out. So I think in about five minutes, we should get Brent Venable stepping off the plane. Uh, maybe more if they take their time and, and do some sort of ridiculous ceremony with a, with a red carpet or whatever, but Five to ten minutes, we're going to get our first shot of uh, Venable stepping off the uh, the plane at the tarmac, uh, which coincidentally and, and very rewarding for OU fans, in about five years, we're going to get a really funny shot of Lincoln Riley stepping off a plane uh, in L.A. and then getting fired. So... Uh, <laughs> I love speaking the tarmac and the tarmac firing into existence. I'm all about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we got him a, a very nice plane. Very nice plane. Not to toot my own home, but I did call it. It's a, a G650 ER extended range. This is an intercontinental 
this is the this is the plane that Kanye takes from LA to Paris uh, to I don't know what Kanye does. Uh, make good music. Who knows? Well, make he doesn't really music. do he doesn't really like do that anymore. Years ago, yeah. Airline scrutiny fun. That's funny. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. So we can see one of the one of the OU. Uh, actually, there's Whoa, there's a plane no. right there in the middle, dead center of the stream. It's spinning for the viewers, right there. Just go, Up. just go bottom left. You can see the taxi light and and then sort of the tail. Um, but I do, I do, I just saw something in the chat, Bobby. If you can throw up the most recent comment as as we're waiting on the aircraft to taxi, uh, something to touch on. Uh, Cinnamon Sun 06. Uh, I don't see why OU is joining the SEC. Ultimately, in my opinion. It's a money thing. It's a business. Uh, when you look at, at the contracts, and the SEC is getting to renegotiate these contracts now with with OU and, and Texas. Texas is the biggest money-making school in, in all of college football, and OU punches way above their weight uh, into the top 15 and, and top 10, depending on when you look at it. The the TV deals and, and the merchandise deals and the sales deals of OU and Texas joining the SEC – uh, we're going to be making more in like two, maybe three games in the SEC than we did all season in, um, in the Big 12, regardless of, of championships, regardless of anything else. Um, and, and you can make the argument, you know, that winning the Big 12 uh, and, and then losing in, in the playoff or whatever else is, is one thing, and it's good to be the big fish in the small pond. Uh, but if you can't win in the playoffs, then you're not going to win in, in the championship. So, there is a fair argument, I believe, that the joining the SEC for more money for the program, better recruiting for the program, because there is a lot of brand value there. Uh, and then regardless of, of whether or not we win, uh, I think I, I make the argument that, that the ceiling for OU is the national championship um, and and losing in the playoffs or not even making it to the playoffs doesn't matter if you didn't win the, the national championship. So there, yep. there are some a few sure. arguments, but it's a money thing. Yeah, I- I personally think it's money, it's competition, it's interest. It's uh, the fact that the sport is changing. Um, it's it's becoming more of a Super League sort of deal. And, you know, uh, unfortunately, that's just kind of something you have to do. You have to adapt to it. Uh, money, yeah. as a cynic, money definitely is a part of it. But I, I feel like there is a lot more to it than just that. So, Well, mm-hmm. as, as the playoff I, J- Jameson, yeah. what, what were you going to say? I'm, I'm sorry. I, here's my thing with the SEC. I, I really do think that... Every, the move to the SEC is kind of a, I want to be on the front end of the stick before football completely changes in D1 because there is a legitimate chance just the way that you know that everything's looking right now that you know Power Five cannot wouldn't look the same in the future you know this could be SEC as a super conference and they're in a league of their own and you know then there's a step down um, to the rest of the Power Five schools and. Um, there also is, you know, could be some talks of some detachment from NCAA. I don't, I don't have any ins, um, inside information on this, but being in the biggest and most powerful group, whenever you can see the, the, you know, the NCAA and the rest of college football having a little bit of turmoil, it would be positive to be in the SEC rather than somewhere else, and plus money. I, I that that's my thing, but we're kind of drawing straws out. Hey, did y'all t- did y'all talk about the? Uh, I saw this also in the chat. Did y'all talk about the uh, rumors about Lincoln Riley being a player? <laughs> Was that? Ever yeah, good? no, <laughs> we I, did not. I, see, I don't. About I, it in text, but. I'm not super interested in all that, honestly. I, mainly because I, I I don't I don't believe it, especially don't because he brought the Hansons with him. 
don't we think can it squash it regardless of, of truth. Let's, yeah. let's squash it. Let's squash it. Yeah, squash it because if, if he truly really was having an affair with Andy Hansen, uh, why would he bring Andy Hansen with him to USC? That just doesn't make any sense. And then Bobby said this when we first heard this rumor on Saturday. It's like, oh, wow, Lincoln's such a player. He's all over the golf courses in Oklahoma, and you can't get off all the girls. Let's go to Southern California. You know, that's going to really help him and not go after any other women other than his wife in Southern California. Those, there's just two things that aren't making sense there. Um, and the move to USC with Annie Hansen probably is the prototype thing that you wouldn't want to do if you were Lincoln's family, if there was some unfaithfulness. And so it just doesn't make much sense. Yeah, no, uh, I, I concur. And, and, and Bobby is working on for our viewers. Uh, we're getting the live stream back up back. Uh, as they are, as they are getting the, the aircraft ready to, to deplane. I couldn't find, uh, I couldn't find the better one. I know OU has a better one on their Instagram, but yeah, uh, so, oh, okay, Inst- so, yeah. Instagram's given us an issue. Sorry about the video y'all. Yeah, uh, we're so we back. See, so so we, you... they have the, the big OU banner. They have the pride. Um, I'm going to work on finding a better stream in the background. Shout out Nick Stoya. You're still, still doing pretty good, buddy. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, go ahead, go ahead, Ty. What were you saying? No, I was going to say a shout out to, to Sean Ryan and in, in the, in the comments, uh, he has a very good point about Brian Kelly and, and sort of being honest about, uh, money the, talks, the blank check. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's ultimately that's, that's what it is. Uh, that's what it has, has sort of become for, for a lot of people in, in college football. And, and I don't want to sound, you know, sort of, um, down on, on some of the new developments in college football, but even even in coaching, coaching especially, they're making a, a lot of money, you know, and 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 not that OU couldn't match necessarily some of the money, but um, it's a lot of people their their alliance is to to the money, and and you know Lincoln Riley is not a guy that's from Oklahoma. I know he played it at Tech uh, a little bit, but we got him from East Carolina, um, and and. It's it's just one of those things, you know. The the money speaks as the door comes open on the aircraft. Uh, as as we live comment this, it is it is being filmed currently on on an apricot, uh, it appears, <laughs> slightly above uh, a nice potato potato quality. Uh, oh, and, and now we're back to vertical for some reason. Michael Bay exploding between uh, landscape and portrait uh, mode. Yeah, no. Uh, what, but, why yeah. are we back to why are we back to Nick? I, I appreciate the help, man. But come on, man. But buddy, this is but yeah. This is, so and now we're buffering. <laughs> Look, I mean, this is on OU though. Why does OU not have a better stream of this? Like, it's tough. You said it's on the Instagrams. Their better one right now. Yeah, Instagram. I can't. I can't access Instagram live on Streamyard. Oh no, the banner's flo- The banner is blown <laughs> down, folks. The wind. The wind has taken the OU banner down. This is not good. There is. They're, yeah. they're now scrambling. We're we're trying to figure things out, uh, and, and we're going is, vertical this again. Exciting. This is an exciting moment, uh, you know. Not not to be slave to to this sort of someone named Rebel Four 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 keeps saying Oklahoma who Oklahoma who. And I'm just gonna assume you're probably an old. I'm gonna fan. assume he's talking oh, about you the just NBA. Gave him credit. I'm gonna assume he's not, not? He's talking about the NBA, and he's not wrong. Uh, That's fun. So, <laughs> not yeah, saying that John Blake. Yeah, I no, I I, I agree. I, I I will say I. I, it'll be more difficult at times, and twelve and two would be a great season in the SEC. Uh, but yeah. Uh, anyways, well, but but it's and it's to make to make the argument that there is bias there, which maybe you can, maybe you can make a fair argument that it's a better league. But 
Um, I think we've seen now with, with Bama, obviously the other Power 5 teams all have one loss as well, but with, with Bama coming in with a loss, with Georgia coming in with a loss, um, not that there was other undefeated Power 5 teams, but losses in the SEC when we inevitably go, which I think is another storyline altogether, um, because I don't know that Riley leaving necessarily uh, delayed that because people forget that we're not the only vote there, right? Like Riley leaving is, is one thing, uh, but we're going with Texas, Texas and OU are not going in different years, right? Like we're, we're a package deal from the start. We're going to roll in and in the same year. So um, the fact that the OU is, is for sure playing in the big 12 next season, um, barring something crazy. uh, I don't think Lincoln Riley leaving has, cause that I, I think it's it's evidence that from the start we were going to be playing there uh next season because it, it's not up to us right and it's almost in texas's interest to to sort of strike while the iron's hot and, and try to move now uh to to kick us while we're down if that makes sense yeah and not that they would but no and you know it's it's whatever but you know i I wouldn't be too worried about, te- I'm not too worried about Texas and what they think about things because. Well, I was, I was just pointing to the, to the, I, I don't think, cause I, it's seen some comments about that. I don't think Lincoln Riley leaving has delayed the move to the SEC. We don't know when that's going to be for sure. Uh, and he, here here's video, here's video Brent getting off of the plane, by the way. I believe that is his son behind him in, in OU. I, I think he had his daughters and his sons on there. Yeah. So one is currently a safety i think he's a junior and the other one's graduated and played linebacker if i recall so i mean it's pretty safe that the safety would follow him this was a guy that got a legitimate offer to clemson to play um he was a three-star guy and it's not like you know here's the deal with like drake stoops uh he was oh i just got an um an email from to my ou student account you are invited coach venable's announcement event um, oh yeah looks like monday at 10 30 a.m at the everest indoor facility and doors open at 9 30 with a clear bag policy and a fit in effect um, i don't know if that's only a no it's a it's everyone thing. oh it's everyone. yeah How, so yeah, i don't know if that's do been announced already but that was cool yeah no i'm, I'm looking at the uh, release yeah um that doesn't even make sense how are they gonna fit everyone in there I, look, I don't know how many people are available on Monday. Oh, yeah, they're Monday. running shuttles from the parking that's lots a, and everything. That wow, that's – I have no idea how they're going to fit everyone in there, but that is – that's pretty dang cool. Um, I love the, I the press release is really interesting. Um, it actually has a quote from Bill Snyder for some reason, which I think is pretty great. Shout out Bill Snyder. Uh, and the Kansas State connection with the defensive – yeah, you know, coordinator and all that yeah, stuff. He said, "I am so very proud of Joe Castiglione for hiring a truly special wildcat in Brent Venables, or Venables, which is just there you go, very special wildcat we got there." Uh, obviously, great quotes from Bob, actually Brent as well, who seemed just absolutely excited. And my favorite quote from Brent is, uh, "The OU logo has never been stronger. Protect the shield. Protect that OU shield for you, for sure." We have a lot of this comment yeah, section. Yeah, I, I do want to. I do want to point out uh, for the comment section. I, I'm pretty sure OU and Bama actually have a like a 500 record against each other. We haven't played that many times, believably, or, uh, believe it or not. Yeah, no, it's it's very it's a very weird uh, series where 
it just doesn't happen oh, a lot. So, like, so the series is OU has three wins, Bama has two wins, and then there's one tie. So OU does hey, in fact, oh. have a winning record uh, against Bama for uh, Drew Harry, who was who was asking. Shout out. Yeah, that's awesome. Trying to get everything settled here. So the tie was in 19. Oh, no. No, no, no. That's wrong. So obviously the most recent matchup is a Bama win. But uh, we, we have a winning record because the most recent matchup was a little while ago in, in college football. So um, we had the Sugar Bowl in 2014 where we won. And then we played them in 2003 and we won 20-13. to 13, And then in 2002, um, we beat them in Norman 37-27. So we beat them in that 2002-2003. Um, yeah, we yeah, have a the, that home and home against, uh, against Bear Bryant, actually. Yeah, well, I mean, well, that home and home though was that was that was a really legendary one for sure. Ronaldo works had that incredible run in two thousand two, uh, and you had Bob Stoops' fake punt in 03 uh, on the road in uh, Bryant Denny Stadium, Whoa. which weirdly enough, weirdly enough, that was actually uh, uh, the first time uh, Alabama had ever hosted a number one team, not named themselves, because they used to play in uh, Mobile, Alabama, all the time. Anyways, it looks like Brent is off the plane and everything. There's other stuff going around. Um, so this is looking just about over. Um, what, what, a, what, a, what a crazy night we had here, folks. It's going to, it's, and, and, and like we sort of talked about before Jameson jumped on, so I, I want him to get his piece in here. Uh, mm-hmm. It's going to continue to develop. And, and to sort of give you some, some quick prompts, Jameson, I, I did mention that the people transferring out of OU is not done. Presumably there were some people that were waiting on an announcement. Um, and, and there's going to be some more sort of bleeding to, to occur. And there's obviously going to be some more craziness to occur, especially in the OC, like we, like we talked about. And then to a lesser extent in the DC, just because there's sort of fewer big names out there. So uh, Jameson, if, if you want to take yeah. that, not, it was, not Birmingham, Birmingham, it was but... Birmingham. I'm sorry. Yeah, it was yeah. definitely Birmingham. Okay, so um, this is this is my take on the transfers, and there's going to be more, and here's why. Because we don't know what assistant coaches are being retained. And you can see that these position groups are quite, you know, they are very loyal to their position coach. So we already knew Lincoln Riley and Dennis Simmons were gone, so therefore we saw guys like Theo Weiss and Jane Hayeswood. Austin Stockner was going to transfer anyways. Um, but, you know, we see – a lot of offensive guys put their names in the portal. Um, now, as we get this new coaching staff, we've got to see who's going to be retained as coach. We've heard um, that DeMarco Murray seems to be pretty solid and will stay. So you haven't heard yeah. much from the running back room because it's DeMarco's pretty thin to begin anymore. with. And you you came out today with the wonderful um, Wolf of Wall Street uh, tweet from Gavin Sawchuck, which is a huge, huge deal um, being an OU recruiting trail that has really struggled to maintain the running back commits. And this is a high-end four-star guy, former five-star commit in Gavin Sawchuck. So that's big. Javante Barnes is still considering us. Um, but we will start to see it if, for example, Brian Odom, you know, is a guy that isn't retained. Or, you know, um, for example, like a Jamar Kane isn't retained. Um, you might see some movement on that front. But – you know, we still see, and I saw David Uguaybu had a comment um, on Twitter that was a positive thing about the Venables thing. Um, so depending on what your view of David Uguaybu is, I mean, that's one linebacker that's interested. I saw Brian, Bryson Washington give a good comment. I saw Danny Stutzman give a good comment, Isaiah Coe. There's more to see it. I'm going to dive deep into that over the next day. Um, but as we see who he's going to choose, who Venables is going to choose 
who our assistant coaches are, that's going to determine a lot of who's going to be leaving from us because they're very loyal to their position coach as a whole. Because in all honesty, if you lose your position coach, it's like you're starting from day one again and tryouts. And some people will appreciate that competition. Some people like that. But at the same time, some people are like, I've worked hard here for a couple years at OU to maintain my position on this team and my coach is gone. And now I have to go back and start from scratch again. I don't want to do that. I'd rather just go somewhere else where I can get a promise to be higher up on the totem pole somewhere else. Um, so I, I wouldn't be surprised to see some more um, in the secondary uh, moving forward. Probably the biggest group we'll, we'll see turnover. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I'm excited. It'll be interesting to see who stays that that will be up for discussion in the next couple days for sure. Uh, we'll see how that all develops, but I'm, I'm really excited. Uh, the first domino's fallen. Venerables to, to OU, just absolutely massive uh, for sure. Uh, our guy Tommy is, is thrilled about it. I, I love it. Yeah, he, no, and I, I do want to piggyback off, off what Jameson said. Um, tomorrow, I, I think we'll probably shoot for the same time. Um, again, going live and, and then publishing on on uh, Apple Podcasts, on Spotify. I saw someone ask about that. Spotify. Wherever um, you get your podcasts, we are there. Yeah, the superior. Yes, superior free ads. That's the, they have us on there. They, um, they get all the free ads. Yeah, and then, and then you know, wherever else. But, yeah. Um, yeah, find us find us there. We're going to be going live uh, tomorrow. Presumably, we're going to have more news. Uh, at, the, at, the, at the worst, we're going to have more informed speculation about the coordinator news. Uh, and then we're also going to, to tie in some of the the greater college football news, uh, we'll be talking about the the bowl game uh, against Oregon, uh, abandoned by your head coach. Game, uh, Jameson, you missed that, so I wanted to bring it up again. So, interesting storyline there. Um, it's going to be fun. I think that's a good matchup. Um, I'm going to be working in either independently or uh, or on the other podcast. I think tomorrow we're going to go long too. I'm going to be working in beat army content all week as well. Uh, that's been a big meta thing for for us and, and for I as well. Um, so, yeah, I, I just wanted to to sort of plug that as as we reach the the terminal phase of of this podcast here today. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, if you like if you like this, you like these live feeds, subscribe here, uh, hit that bell, get all the notifications when we pop on. Um, and of course, you know, if you want to see more content, you know, make sure to follow us on. Uh, Mainly follow us on on Twitter at Bobby Howard OK for me uh, at Jameson Tree Fitty on Twitter as well for some more OU stuff um, because honestly we kind of need to build up our uh, social media a little bit more. Uh, this was a, a very big day and um, yeah need to, need to work on that a little bit. But you know this has been fun. We've loved seeing y'all's comments. This has been a very lively live stream. I'm I'm having a blast. Um, shout out, hey, look, I'm happy all of y'all are there, even the, the random LSU fan who is out here, you know, with the banter. I, I'm loving it. This is, this is pretty good. This is pretty great, I would say. Uh, sorry yeah. to just hang out and plug, plug for like, uh, 20 minutes, but. Well, that, that's what we gotta do. No, Brent will not be coaching the bowl game, B Bean. Uh, I love your last name. We're a big fan of Jason Bean here. Um, so big we love, we Bean. love, Be- we love Bean men. Um, but yeah, no, he probably would just be in the press box, you know, just watching from afar. Um, but Bob Stoops will be coaching the game um, tomorrow. I think that we're going to have some pretty darn good content. There might be a little um, repetition, but um, I wasn't in on the beginning. So let's talk a little bit about Joe Brady versus Levy. That'll be a huge conversation. Let's talk about, um, you know, who's coming in, who could leave. 
stuff like that, speculation. Um, beat him, Bo, looking like he might have his foot out the door. Is that going to have a big impact on our offensive line, a position that we've been known for to be very solid for the past couple of years and probably you know, our biggest cornerstone coach that we have left? Um, how is that going to impact things? We'll go through all of that. So make sure y'all tune in and look for us tomorrow night. Yeah, absolutely. We will have, uh, yeah, just a lot more coverage, a lot more uh, polished stuff. Again, this was supposed to be a 15-minute show where we just talked about Brent Venerables. Uh, so it turned into this. But, you know, we love that uh, if this was your first time watching us, which for most of you it was, thank you all so much for watching. And, uh, look, we'll be back tomorrow night. We'll be back to talk about the uh, the Alamo Bowl in a couple days. So um, we're We're excited. And hell, we have a whole offseason full of stuff, a lot of interesting stuff to talk down the pipeline. So, um, yeah. Well, for me, Ty and Jameson, this has been the Schooner Pod Emergency Podcast. We will catch y'all next time. Make sure to subscribe. Hit that five star wherever you get your podcast. Subscribe here. Give us a like. We love it. So have a good night. Boomer Sooner, everyone. Don't give up the ship. D- d- don't.